2: Hello and welcome to The Delicious Podcast with me, Jimmy Smith, and this week I am celebrating the festive season with Dye King and Dave Myers, aka the Hairy Bikers. As we chat about their new book, One Pot Wonders, I want to know what makes Christmas Christmas in the hairy households.
3: It wouldn't be Christmas without the turkey and all the trimmings. I love it. Um, I get a wonderful Kelly Bronze Turkey off Paul Kelly. I spend my time planning it, cook it properly, make the stuffings. I'm a super traditionalist at Christmas dinner. Turkey yeah. thighs, especially Paul Kelly's turkey thighs. If you can take them, beat them out like schnitzels, you make the most wonderful kind of Wiener schnitzel. But it's not. It's the turkey, and that's what Paul Kelly always says about his turkeys: the the different joints. You know, the drumsticks for one thing. So you can actually portion it off across of the, the, the breast. But you must cook them. Kind of quite fast and not for long. Yeah. Follow the instructions. It seems odd. Like your mum used to cook the turkeys for 24 hours, didn't she? She did. And she it, did. it was fabulous, but
1: Paul's, no. Um,
2: because you don't need to, because they are slow grown. The meat is absolutely yeah. fantastic. You know, that bone is mature enough to give the flavour.
1: And, and that's very true. That's very true. Um, my mum, because she had a small holding when she was little. So we always had home grown turkeys. Yeah. And um and mum always used to cook them incredibly, incredibly slowly. Um, but they were always amazingly yeah. moist, and 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 w- to this day, I, I, Dave and I have kind of gone into the uh, the, the mechanics yeah, of it, it and just, we simply
3: it doesn't work. W- do-
1: we don't we don't know how w- how she did
3: it. It's like bumblebees shouldn't fly, but they do. <laughs> Mrs. Yeah. King's turkey shouldn't be right, but he <laughs> was. <laughs> but I had a couple of Christmases <laughs> at the King household when you know uh, the, your boys were little, and Stella, his mother, was still alive. And your mother-in-law would come round. But everybody had their own defined roles. Uh, the turkey was Stella's, And a snow queen, yeah. which we've since put the recipe in, mum's know best, which is like a, a meringue sort of affair. Isn't it's, it? It it's wonderful. wonderful. Um, yeah.
1: The pudding, she used to do a classic the Christmas pudding. Mum made the pudding in the, October. It was a very, it was a, you know, you know, everybody had to stand in line and mix the Christmas pudding. And you had to make a wish. And it was with this, this wooden spoon that had been in the family for about I don't know how long. I mean, it was it was hilarious, and it was like this paddle. <laughs> <laughs> so it, just, it was fantastic.
2: It is about tradition, isn't it's, it's it's it? It is about much so. getting. It's about stopping doing the things that you've done every year for mm. God knows how long. Mm. What happened to time?
1: Well, you know, Dave and I often talk about that because we were brought up in a generation whereby that there was time mm. and it wasn't eaten away by technology or it wasn't eaten away by a fast pace of life. And we, we often, often talk about the ancient art of sitting. Mm. Can you remember there was a certain generation of men they just <laughs> sat. You could the see step. them sat in the side yeah. and just chatted. Well and they still sat.
2: do in France, don't they? You must well, see well, they do do what them around do around the world. Yeah. It's yeah. 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 And
1: it's it's remarkable because you don't see you don't see that in, in the UK anymore. And and not I mean I've seen it on a couple of occasions, normal in rural communities, but not not like it used to be. You know, we used to... Yeah, yeah we always
3: oh, still do, though, when see, yeah. we're filming. The you know, directors yeah. are dashing around and going, I'm sorry, we're going to be 10 minutes, we're going to be this... Are you are. Right? Oh, I yes, we're, no, fine. we're fine. We're fine. We're, fine. Yeah. we're you know, quite happy sitting yeah. there, chewing the fat, yeah. Yeah. having a cup of tea, We're well, yeah. we coffee, like quite like, you know, it's some uh,
2: nice. <laughs> of the best bits of filming, really. It's the bits when you're not working. But it's an odd thing. And, you know, well, let's talk about your book. I, on one level, One Pot Wonders looks like it's part of that time narrative. You know, we've got no more time time left so put it it all into one pot and then you don't have to worry about washing up we'll talk about how you've done that which is quite remarkable in some of the recipes actually I have to say brilliant and I'm going to try Mm. out loads of them but just on that time issue isn't cooking about making a lot of mess with loads of pans and taking forever over it and getting the whole family involved I think for
3: this book, it's, it's much more... It's not just about
2: time. It's about the product
3: and the way we eat. We know that from our website, the recipes that get loads of hits are the ones for tray bakes, for casseroles, and, you know, everyday food like that. But each recipe has to benefit by being cooked in a one pot. Mm. Take an old-fashioned Lancashire hot pot. Mm. The potatoes at the bottom, effectively boulanger potatoes, cooking in the stock from the meat. The potatoes on the top go crispy. And we put various things, like kidney black pudding in it, that enriches it. It benefits by being one pot. The pot's on the table. There's a gasp from the family. And I think the modern day version of that for me is there's a winter chicken tray bake on on this with the potatoes, the parsnips, Brussels sprouts. The tray goes in the middle of the table. It's communal, but none of the flavours from the chicken are wasted. The potatoes are cooking in the fat from the chicken thighs. And and that's the kind of reason we did this. But, But... but it it is very good for time, hmm. you know the
1: the ones that are slow cooked they'll cook all day while you're doing nothing oh. um oh. and I think it's it's also about the community of food, isn't it? Because with a one pot wonder when you when you put that pot in the middle of the table and everybody's digging in yeah, and funny. there's bread being broken over the table, mm. and everybody's chatting and the wine's out maybe yeah. or 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 not.
2: Yeah, the Americans call it
1: family style, don't they? Yeah. Well, what we would prefer to call is en famille, which is what what is what what it is, and and that's a that that's and although there is a time narrative, of course there is because we all have busy lives, and and as Dave was uh, saying before, we now we know what people cook because we can tell from what uh, from the recipes that they pick upon on our website. So. Um, so there, there was there, there was that, but it was. It's also about the celebration and the community of food as well, which is so important because it's the glue that actually binds us all together. Yeah. If we stop talking to one another, it all goes a bit horribly wrong, as we're saying really.
2: Yeah, and I suppose you've got a lot of these ideas from around the world. I'm thinking tagines, yeah. you know, yes. there's a lot of one pot cooking. Yeah, well, the, the, curries.
1: You know, I mean, there's yeah. a the, you know, it's a whole it, it's a whole alchemy. But yes. some some of the recipes do have a specific,
3: you know, sort of genesis in where we've been take the austrian uh, garlic soup it's, it's a white soup and i remember when we were filming vacation in austria we had it almost every day it's taken us 10 years to do get the recipe get it perfected there are very few ingredients in it but it's a cracking little recipe for for a really i think if you like garlic it's a really special soup the shakshuka the breakfast shakshuka we cooked a shakshuka in in tel aviv A lot of peppers and a lot lot of eggs and sauce. But we've kind of turned a full English shakshuka. But for say for Sunday brunch with a family, and I call it a cowboy pan, the big kind of cast iron saute pans. You put your cowboy pan with your breakfast shakshuka in the table with hot buttered toast.
2: What a way to start your Sunday. Absolutely. Now, I suppose it takes some kind of skill to to know what needs to be cooked a little bit longer than something else and that is the key to one pot cooking isn't it you don't put it all in at the same time you know some of the vegetables in your spring recipes Mm. will take Mm. no time at all um i was very interested in the pasta dish uh, because you wouldn't think about cooking every uh, everything together in one pot with pasta
1: no but it depends what pasta it is and uh, which which one are you referring to was it the spaghetti alla greens
2: yes
3: First off, you check the how long your is going to take to cook, because that's quite important. And then when it's three minutes away, then you add the broad beans. And further two minutes, you add the spinach or rocket. And then when the greens are wilted down, the pasta's al dente. Now, you drain it, reserving a couple of uh, ladlefuls of the cooking liquid. Drain it. Pasta goes back to the pan with the olive oil. Then you add the courgette, garlic, lemon zest and parmesan. Oh. Then season with more salt, plenty your mm-hmm. pepper. Then you stir in your reserve liquid. It's like your proper Italian, just to get to emulsify. But I think, as you know, going back in the old days, you know, things like this, it it really does work, but it's easy. Um, I always remember Delia Smith. Mm. She used to do a roasted tomato risotto. And, you know, no stirring. It all goes in a tin and it's fabulous i still cook that to this day Um,
2: yeah so one of the questions that i had when i was looking through this was how much do you really need to know about how long things take to make so for example the meatball and pasta tray bake sounds amazing to be able to make this in in one go yeah save on the washing up great but would people be put off a little bit by not necessarily knowing enough
3: well, I don't think so. I think this recipe, it says you make your meatballs and basically you you, you kind of pre-cook them for 10 minutes. So you're very safe then. Um, the rest of it, basically, it's, it's not going to take long to cook at all. I mean, the sprouting broccoli, one of the ideas... Um, that we had like like the vegetable pasta dish in this way you add the veg i think it was when we we're doing the dieters we started adding broccoli to the pasta maybe like three minutes before we serve it yeah. to bulk the pasta out and actually it works quite well yeah. but no I, th- I think this is quite straightforward and also you've got a lot of latitude with the timing of this yeah. if it's cooked gently in the oven i don't think two or three minutes either way is going to make a difference
1: yeah. And also I mean the, the, there are other recipes like you know, like the the, the mackerel and to uh, and potato tray bake. Now you have to pre cook the tom you have to you have to put it's all in one pot. Yes but you just add the fish a little bit later on so it it's it cooked so all of the the most important thing about one pots is that that all of those flavors sit together and yeah. that's the joy of it the, and that's and the, get
2: lovely and crunchy as yeah. you Yeah
1: and say. and you know there's no there's no there's no harm in getting in, in making mistakes you know if the the thing about Dave and I and, and the cookbooks that we produce is that they are we we spend a huge amount of resource and time making sure that if you open one of our cookbooks that the recipe absolutely works mm. we've had one complaint out of 22 books and yeah. then that lady and that lady dave actually took it on on himself to go no i'll talk you through it no it was, it, was, it, it was but it was
3: a simple refrigerated cake. cake it was a hilarious. biscuit salami that that romanian mums make for their kids it really is the simplest thing so i just made one and and just sent a picture <laughs> you know it works it works but it's funny i think like the Adding to the pot, you, you start out, you've got your Maison Place. So everything's out there, the pot. A bit like modern pressure cooker cook, cooking. Like back in the day, my mum would put the cabbage and the potatoes in and reduce it to mush. That was the pressure cooker. Nowadays, you sort your of things off first in the pressure cooker. You get some browning on the meat. You maybe add something else. Mm-hmm. Then you go to the final commitment of pressure cooking it. Mm-hmm. And that kind it's
1: of... the same with That's the same pot. with one, the same pot one, one pot wonders, yeah. Pot. And, and the great thing about it is, you know... That if you do by by making by just have, having to think about it, because food shouldn't be and the preparation of it and, and, and the care of cooking it, it shouldn't be just easy. You should, yeah, you need to think about it. Well, that's
2: my and point, that's, and, and that's there's nothing wrong with that. And I think that you know what people love about watching you on the television, you know, just going around the world having mm. the life of Riley. What an amazing job you guys have! Oh, yeah, got, we really, do. We you do. have we do. met. So many different cultures where that is the case, where there is a real value for food, Mm. where there's a value for time, there's a value Mm. on family. Hmm. I mean, what can you say which of those cultural family feasts you've learnt most from?
3: I think Southern Indian
1: so yes southern indian vegetarian
3: cookery yeah. it's so kind of complex and time consuming but what you get at the end of it is superb it's And it's in our very early days in 2006 six, yeah. uh, we rode from uh, chennai over to cochin and the food is just staggering but the palette of of spices that, that that was available with thousands of years of alchemy it's really quite wonderful yeah, it was but you know if when we wrote our curry book you know, we took the attitude and we spoke to a lot of of asian mums and they would have like an old biscuit tin with maybe 12 spice jars so to look at it as 12 salt and peppers so for each curry re- it would be that 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 so we tried to simplify that but with this book again we are assuming that you you, you know maybe you are a little bit time poor it's, it's for the real world like the chicken pilaf. That's one of my favourites. It has quite a lot of spices, but once the spices are there, it's so easy. They're in the store cupboard, it's easy. Um, You're not going to have to grind and um, spend all that time uh, adding the layers of flavour. It it does it
1: itself. And also, you know, knowledge about food food is important because in the... Part of the problem that we have in, in the modern world is that with supermarkets everything is available all of the time. So what what you do is you lose the knowledge of seasonality and regionality, mm. and and uh, you know there are certain cuts of meat that uh, Dave and I were brought up mm. with. With you know we'd maybe have meat twice a week, if that, yeah. because it was expensive yeah. and it was always in season. So you would only have a flat rib, for instance. Flat rib. My mum used to make a flat rib broth. You'd only have that flat rib coming into the winter when the, when the beast was putting collagen on, so it was tasty, you know. Women and men that cooked inherently knew that. Mm. Now we don't, because it's available all of the time. Because it's a shrink well, wrap it's just, it, it, Exactly. So, it's so, you know, the, the, the same goes for One Pot Wonders, is what I'm saying, really, is that, 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 yes, there is a technique to it, depending on the ingredients that are going into that one pot. Mm. But it's important... Because yes. it's knowledge and knowledge is is great,
2: yeah, you know you've managed to tread that line very carefully, effortlessly, actually. Between making it, between (laughs) you know, making it really seem like a load of fun, you get on your bikes and you go around. Mm. But actually, you are amassing the secrets of the universe, aren't you? Really, (laughs) by cooking with people. I mean, there is nothing more important across the world, all these different cultures, and you're coming back and you're putting them into the books, and you are adapting them for your different readerships and your different audiences
3: yeah i think uh, we've learnt over the years now for 20 years you know we are cooks we're not chefs we're, we're we're not capable of say running 100 services a night and keeping that consistency it's not what we do but we have had gosh nearly 20 years now of experimenting mm-hmm. and experiencing food full time mm-hmm. and, mm-hmm. and you know as, as mates we talk about it we You know, we just had a lovely lunch today. It was a Corsican restaurant, Mm. very old school, but it was beautiful. And we picked up tips from there, you know.
2: It must be lovely doing it together, actually. And I'm just oh, thinking yeah. that you mm. kind of are the last of the old school. All the old TV chefs from 20 years ago, they're mm. kind of doing very different things now. The travelogues have sort of fallen away. You're the only ones still. Well, Rick Stein still is. Rick Stein's still doing it. I'm talking yeah. to him tomorrow, actually. Um, oh, I still. Oh, so. yeah, I love him. Yeah, no, he's great, absolutely. But, I love Rick. He's good lad. you know, you you have been doing it relentlessly, haven't you? And in, I know that I was reading some of the stuff and people saying, how many times can you do a new hairy bikers series will you still make it fresh what is the secret to it
1: we try and learn it, it, yeah, One it's yeah it's about we genuinely yeah we're genuinely interested and passionate about it because the importance about it and i mean again it's about the community of food the importance of eating together and talking together and the enriching experience that that always is yeah. Um, whether it be a, a pleasantly enriching experience or not, yeah. it doesn't matter. It's still enriching, yeah. and the most important thing is that we continue to learn and we continue to to find new. It, it's food is as infinitesimal as. The, as the people that cook it yeah. and that's uh, that just blows my mind because you never ever ever stop learning
2: after the break i'll put some of our instagrammers questions to dave and si and find out what happened behind the scenes during that cannabis episode of their latest tv series
0: ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well
1: Flushcare.com slash weight loss
2: talking about blowing your mind one of my instagram questions came from philippa king she wants to talk about the cannabis uh episode <laughs> sure. tell yeah. us what happened we had a lovely, we had a lovely, lovely evening. time. <laughs> oh, i was funny it's it's the
3: latest rage in los angeles especially amongst the the rich and indulgent <laughs> and uh, it's cooking with cannabis but, but it needs to be done very carefully. So, there's some chefs, sort up to Michelin star standards, have created these cannabis tasting menus. Now, the people that we filmed with happened to own a cannabis dispensary and they grow the stuff in Los Angeles. Very interested. I mean, there's one part where he looked at the cannabis plant and he said, That part there is equivalent to your filet mignon. And this bit here is like your mince. Yeah, you know. Oh, yeah, right. And um, so we just set about to this house in Beverly Hills and it's rather eccentric, mad filet. Filipino chef with eyes like saucers created this meal. Comp- we started with marijuana cocktails, very um, pleasant, very pleasant. <laughs> yes. But what's, most people around the table were Russians, and Our, <laughs> Russian descent. Or Russian descent. Yes. They were you know, Americans. Yes, that's right. But. Um, the idea of the thing was that you didn't have wine or anything to drink. You had to get the thing. Of course, the Russians had a bottle of vodka <laughs> under the table, so it was like, yeah, so it was like, yes. I'll throw oh, grand smashing, thank you very but much. We, we knew it was quite delicate. <laughs> we we couldn't get in a mess because we still had to be appropriate, or we'd never get on the telly. Mm. So, so, I, so
2: when you do lose it, you did quite lose it, but you did get a bit giggly.
1: Oh, got giggly.
2: Was was that the cannabis kicking in? Oh, oh God, absolutely. Yes. absolutely. Yeah. It's ten.
1: T- you know, what do you feel like? What did it feel like? it, it feel, feel like? like? Very ch- chuckly. Well, it, it's a very... Look, mm. when you smoke it, it's one thing, but when you ingest it, it's something else, so it lasts a, it lasts a lot longer. Mm. So, um, yeah, it was... And it depends what strain that you... That you eat um because they all have different different effects so um it was, so very, much- it was
3: very very skillfully admi- administered and measured yeah. you see that's why i wouldn't try it at home i mean you know i'm sure everybody knows somebody in the tales of when one was a student of making the, the brownies <laughs> yes yeah but you know how, how many people have
1: ended up sick as dogs
3: yeah Um, but but,
2: did they use the cannabis or did they use the cbd oil it was
1: it was the thc that's the because that's the that's the psychoactive part of 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 the plant so
2: you tempted so would you make it would you use it at home dave said he wouldn't
1: uh, absolutely, I'd use it at oh, all.
2: Yeah. Oh yeah, I'd use it, but food, I don't yeah.
3: know about yeah. the food thing. Right. Yeah. I mean, the, the the belly pork was the one that did it for me with ten, 10, 10 grams or milligrams of THC. That made me chuckle quite quickly. Yeah, t- the belly pork and noodles. But to be fair, the cake at the end was space cake, and we were in love with the world. I remember the the director said to me. In his French, he goes, So, Dave, can you describe the flavour profile of the dessert? I'm going, <laughs> Oh, it's lovely, <laughs> like, it's, it, it's tasty. <laughs> like, I kept looking at the lady to the one side, and, and she was just starting her shoulders, starting going. So, in terms of convivial evening, beautifully done. It was beautifully done. And had, had we not been on the telly, I think we'd had a riotous, raucous time. You just have to It'd be, be so
2: haphazard yeah. at home, wouldn't it? The term national treasure is banded about around you too. And I'm wondering if it is because you do just bring total joy to the bookshelves and to the telly. People really love you. They they really feel very fond of you. And I wonder if it's because you you kind of bring the real joys of life. So you had a recent—I mean, back in 2014—you had an aneurysm, a brain aneurysm, and you, yeah. you nearly died. Was there a moment where you did realise the the secret of the universe?
1: Yeah, I get I get that asked quite often. Was it was it a cathartic? You know, did you have a did you have this seminal moment? And and I didn't. I had a pork pie from my best mate. <laughs> thinking, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just what I had. <laughs> <laughs> and I, and, and, Same thing, isn't it? Uh, yes, pretty much. Yeah, and I, I, no, I didn't. A bit of a in intensive care, <laughs> or smuggling pork pies. <laughs> yeah. You did it really well, dude. Yeah. I had um, <laughs> no, it, look, it, 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 it is sobering, um, <clears throat> but uh, if I'm honest, now, I said this to, to, to my kids actually about because they were asking. They, they were asking after the fact, and I just said. They said, "Well, you frightened, Dad." And I said, "Well, and I genuinely wasn't. I genuinely wasn't because I just thought, well, 'Well, it's been what a, what an amazing ride this has been,' and and that's how I left it. I, and if I, if you know, thank thank the gods, whoever they are, um, it, you know, I walked away with with very little deficit, and and that that was the most important thing. You know, I, 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 it wasn't it wasn't cathartic. It wasn't because I, I just thought well I've had, I've had a great time thanks very much if i need to check out now i'd have to check out now but
2: i love the there's a story that i found that uh, one of the bbc producers said that you're not aspirational in the way that jamie yes. and nigella are yes, it's right. true. Yeah, yeah it's true, yeah, it's true like, that
3: yeah. this was a very senior person and yeah. um i just thought what we do i think to Ninety-five percent of the <laughs> British public is so aspirational, Absolutely. you know. And we, we never patronise the viewers, and we can be cheeky in with each other. But but people who come on our programmes; they, they are we're guests in their house, they're guests in ours, and we treat them with that. You know, we don't know them, so we're not. You know, mm. we don't we don't take too much on. Mm. And I I think you know as we've learnt, we try and pass that on to the
1: viewers um well we're conduits aren't we yeah we're, we're conduits for for people's stories because they, we want to hear them and and so do the viewers because that's what they watch the Baker shows for and that's that's and, and 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 about our friendship as well they watch it for that because we have a crack on with each and we other try, you know try, and, try and make the shows what people want i mean they it, it came apparent a couple of years
3: ago that when we do a show where it's a linear journey that people could do, people like that far more than when we're dotting around, say, the Asia show where we were we we're in Thailand one minute, Japan the next. I don't know, people somehow couldn't relate to that as well as, say, going around the Baltic or Route 66 or the Mediterranean trip. You know, I think
2: a, a map helps. And, and we do listen to what people say um it's but you've said that quite a few times you've said that in terms of recipes you said that in terms mm. of television and you're you know you're watching and you're learning from from your audience and and your readers but it well because
1: they're important to us mm, but what comes
2: over is your freedom it's that and i would say that most people would aspire to have that sense that you have of just being out there being so thrilled to meet people and and you don't feel like you're doing it because you've been produced in that way. It feels much freer.
1: Well, we're we're genuinely enthusiastic human beings, you know, because... You know, we we came from the arse end of nothing, and and to have the opportunity to live your life as we do is incredibly. It's a privilege, mm. and there's not a day goes by. Um, and I know that I can speak for Dave on this that that there's not a day that goes by that we don't give thanks for that because mm. we're incredibly lucky. I mean, look, it, it's not it's not a bed of roses. It's it has its ups and downs, but but fundamentally, we're you know we're incredibly lucky. Yeah, and I think one of the great
3: things is we've always got each other, and. You know, I know doing, when you were real, I did a programme in Egypt on my own. It was a fine programme, but it was different. It didn't have that, mm. you know, when I was cooking my falafel in the streets, I couldn't look round and go, hey, what do you think, you know? And it was just, there was something... <laughs> you forgot to <laughs> put the egg in. Uh, yeah, no. There was something really missing, well, the egg. but uh, <laughs> Oh, no no it just works really
2: i think it's about people love to watch genuine friendships i think they'd love to watch genuine anything and there's precious little of it about si how are you going to spend your christmas
1: i, I spent it in australia last year because my fiance is australian so uh which was very hot and i went for a swim which was very odd um but very great and this year um it's my turn to spend it in the uk with my boys so um my boys and my ex-wife <laughs> <laughs> so, there we're all coming round for to the cottage for Christmas. Are lunch. you cooking? Uh, yeah. Well, it's a, it's going to be a bit of a it, it's a it, it's a bit of a mix it mix it all. So everybody brings something. Which it's the same. It's mm. the same. It's exactly the same as when Dave when yeah. the, when Dave was here. You know, it's just with that tradition. So mm, yeah. all the kids bring something because they're all great cooks. And yeah. and uh, and I think Jane's Mum's coming down with, with a Snow Queen. Oh, Brilliant. <laughs> That'll be Fantastic. quite good. Yeah.
2: Dave, you've got a Romanian wife. How Romanian is your Christmas?
1: Um, This year, we'll we'll be
3: at a house in France, in the Loire Valley, and the the stepchildren, they're all grown up now with partners, so they're coming over with a partner, so there'll be six of us for for Christmas dinner. But we'll have the Romanian Christmas on Christmas Eve. That's over to to my wife, so we'll be having mamaliga polenta, which which one of the recipes in this book, uh, trotters, get in, and uh, all sorts of Romanian Ooh, fair Christmas that? Eve and the presents, and then I'll do my traditional Christmas with my turkey and all the trimmings, and and the crackers on Christmas Day. Oh, I've got your pudding. You're all right, who yeah. made this one? Uh, Jane. Excellent. Tell her I love her. <laughs> it's for me, Mum's. me, Mum's recipe. Brilliant, <laughs> brilliant. So that'll be so we get the best of both worlds, and then I, don't know, I might go away for, for New Year, but Christmas, you know it'll be the first time we've all been together in that house in France. So the opportunity Lovely. to to dress the house get oh, the big great. wood burner going and um
2: oh, but um, oh, will you have a turkey
3: oh yes yeah. you you've you've did it off with geese and sirloins like, but no yeah. i've got to have my turkey it's that's the mean. stuffings and the trimmings i love the bread sauce the cranberry t- sauce
1: t- yeah you know jane and i have, have been divorced now for about uh, seven years and i mean we're great mates she said oh, i'll just come down for christmas i went yeah all right kid yeah no problem she goes we're having turkey I goes, we're not having. I goes, I cannot believe we're doing this all over again. What are you saying? Okay, we're having turkey. You know that's fine, and the kids are going. Oh, I'm turkey, dad. Oh, I'm going. to Look, talk to your mother. What? Matt, what?
2: Turkey's great. Nothing changes. That's what Christmas God, is all about. Yeah, Have a really happy Christmas. Happy Christmas. Happy, Christmas, yeah. too, happy Christmas. happy
1: Christmas to you Christmas. too, Julie. Happy
2: Christmas to you too, Julie. Thanks for listening to the Delicious Podcast. You can find the Harry Bikers, Turkey, and Ham casserole from their new book, One Pot Wonders. On their podcast page at deliciousmagazine.co.uk slash stories slash podcasts. And next week, I'll be celebrating Christmas with Rick Stein. I'll see you then.